This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hello, I'm Joyita Gupta, host of The Pulse on AMI Audio. It's a show featuring in-depth conversation about the biggest challenges facing the disability community. With today's fast-paced news cycles, it's often hard to get the big picture. Join me and other members of the disability community as we take a deeper dive into the issues that matter to you. Listen to The Pulse wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again with another show talking all about the week in tech. And uh, to do that, I've got Mark Aflala with me. Hello, Mark Aflala. Hello. Yes, Lusa. Moose, Lusa, but this, which, as we know, means something very different in Canada, doesn't it, Sean Breeze? <laughs> it does. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Mark. Are we going to talk about how grumpy Mark is today? He is grumpy, isn't he? I'm not grumpy, but I have I have a bone to pick. Oh. The intro says we're blind people talk tech. Does that if we, if we change that to two and a half blind people? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so it's like that TV show, isn't it? Two and a half men, two and a half blindies. Uh, that's what we've got here. Do you class as a half? Yeah, Can we he's go not half? a half even, is he? No, I'm, I guess. I mean, it's like it's like a pure breed. Like if one of my parents was blind, then I'd be half, right? Is that how it works? I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you wear glasses? That's the the marker in the sand. Not anymore. Oh well, oh, you get can't out. Even be that. Get out. You're no longer welcome. Two. Okay, I'm gone. Two blind guys and a sighted guy. There you go. Does that, does that work? Two blind guys and a sighted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Two. There's a sitcom here. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I'd love to say that my mind's on this today, but I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you. My head is stuck inside Dell's website today. Oh, um. I've, I've, I haven't heard the end of this. Graphics cards, <laughs> CPUs going on and It's on. Mark's fault. Or to play a truck driving game, let's not forget. Well, look, this all started because of this Oculus Quest 2, and I hooked it up to my Mac, which is running Windows, and, uh, you know, I, I plugged in the Oculus Quest 2 to that Windows variant, and... Um, yeah, I've been loving playing the game, but the graphics aren't very good. Even I'm, I mean, look, they must be bad if I notice it, right? So I'm thinking this isn't great. And I've started now on this goose chase to find the perfect solution to this. Um, and I don't know what the right answer is. Mark just says just buy the, the most expensive thing, which is obviously the right answer. But at the same token, I, I, I don't know if I need all of this. So I'm looking at, you know, NVIDIA cards that are, what is it, 1390 is the top at the minute. And... There's, you know, obviously other ones below that, but you didn't buy a 20 series because then, you know, the gaming community will never speak to you again. Um, I, I, you know, what, is it AMD or is it Intel? How many sticks of RAM should I stick in there? Oh, it's so confusing. It's a hard life, isn't it, Stephen? <laughs> I don't know how you manage. Well, I know Mark's going to be getting something through the post soon. Um, heaven help his postman. But, uh, yeah, but he's going to get something through the uh, post soon. With a Dell badge on it, aren't you? And that's this is what's kind of started this conversation for me. Um, maybe. Uh, I'm just waiting for the uh, notice of shipment to receive said computer. Um, but 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 I mean, you don't need even as powerful as a machine as I'm getting because I no. mean of the games that you're type you know the type of games you're playing because <laughs> they're so rubbish because <laughs> they're um, 20 years old. Now hang on, I <laughs> I heard that. Mr. Mark Aflalalalo there was telling you to get a 3080 <laughs> and a 3070 just wouldn't do. You need the uh, top-end graphics card. That's why well, I told no, Mark. No, in, in fairness, he didn't say that. He said 30 series would be uh, reasonable okay, because, okay. you know, that's the, that's the range. Because there's 3060, 3070, 3080. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about graphics cards. I'll be honest, up until last week, I had no idea what any of that meant. And this week I sound like I'm an expert. It's a bit like when the pandemic started. Suddenly I was an expert in everything biological. Um, at least that's what I told my good lady. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> moving on. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But, um, no, I, I, I've been kind of trying to figure this out. Uh, because this is the thing, right? If you're deciding to 
go down this route. It is a, it's a rabbit hole, a rabbit worn, isn't it? With, with so much so much choice out there, it's very hard to know what to actually go for, Mark. What 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 should I do? Please point me in a direction. I, I mean, if the intention of this is to be a powerful gaming machine, then you definitely want to get one of the best graphics cards that are out there. And as of right now, the 3080 and the 3090 are the highest end NVIDIA RTX graphics cards. The 3070 will do just fine if you're playing Pong and Carmen San Diego. No, the 3070 is going to be fine because if you compare it to what was last year, it's still it's leaps and and, and beyond. You know, you're going to be just fine with the 3070 series. Anything in that series is going to be fine. And what is that? Is that is that the this year? Is that 3070? What 2020 well, it range? It was announced um, late 2020, um, but it wasn't made available until 2021. And good luck finding one. The reason mm-hmm. you'll find it in certain manufacturers is because Dell does not go out and get the card from NVIDIA. They buy the chips and they build their own video card around it. So um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a, a sneaky way of getting those into people's hands, but they're doing it and they're doing it at reasonable prices. If you want to go out and just buy the card, you're going to be looking on eBay right now until probably mid-June or July before you're going to find a retail availability of that video card. And then you get into the argument about Intel versus AMD. Personal now, choice. Uh, it's a personal choice. Yeah. It's really no, it's one of those things. No, yes, AMD are king of the hill right now. They killed Intel. Simple as that. Uh, they are they are doing uh, quite a good job at, at smothering everybody right now. Uh, yes. But uh, but you know the high end Intel chips are still performing quite well, and people are still devoted to it. So uh, there's nothing wrong with getting an Intel chip in your gaming rig. But the true gamers will say that they're uh, AMD folks. God, Intel's just having a really bad time, aren't they? I mean, it's just, it's all, it seems to be that, you know, Mac have kind of taken down a few pegs and, you know, now it's now it's the same with the gaming community who seem to say AMD's the answer. Not to all our problems, but certainly it seems to be the one that's, that's favoured. Um, I mean, I didn't really think about this. The last time I bought an AMD, it was an AMD Athlon that was inside the computer. Yeah. Uh, I think that's still available. I, I see a couple of the... Uh, specialist websites that build these PCs are offering that. I didn't think that was even still a thing. Um, no, that's I think got I, I had it in my old Compaq. Yeah, exactly. The Athlon 64 <laughs> was ages ago. And look, everything, no one stays on top forever, right? So the no. Intel AMD thing has gone on for a while, and that Athlon was when um, AMD were on top again, you know? So I'm sure Intel will come back, but they have dropped the ball with their ARM processors or mobile processors especially. So, yeah, AMD's the way to go, Stephen. Just spend some money. Don't worry about it. Oh, so tempted, so tempted. The only thing that puts me off is this ships from factory in 12 to 14 days. I'm, thinking, I'm not waiting that long. What is this? What Next is day. 1995. This is what's happened. This is what's become of us as people. <laughs> we don't get it. Next day delivery. We don't want it. It's done. It's over with. Our obsession oh, is done. And you know the other thing that's annoyed me this week, not that that was annoying me in fairness, uh, but one thing that has got me this week is um, that my, I was hoping to get gigabit broadband in, and uh, that's been put on hold now. It's it seems indefinitely. Um, the, the, the guy came to the house yesterday Aww. to literally take a cable and put it into a box outside the house. That was his part of the job. And then another guy's got to come and take that cable from the box and drill it into the house. But, of course, because of this blooming virus, no one's allowed in. And the, and rightly so. Okay, fine. It's not the biggest deal in the world. It's, this is just a little bit of annoyance for me. I'll get over it. But at the same token, I want my gigabit. What, about, I want what, my if, gigabit. what if you run the cable yourself? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, I'll get my drill out, and um, I'll just start hammering things in the wall. I'm sure my wife will be over the moon. What's wrong with that? I mean, there's got to be somewhere else where, like, electricity and stuff comes in. Just follow the wires. I mean, if you don't Stop know exactly it, where it's going, just strip the wire a bit and just follow the sparks and no, no, no. Um, yeah. aim in that direction. For a start, he just said, hammer away with the drill. You know there's a red flag there. <laughs> you know this, this thing's called a hammer drill, right? Oh, no it's a get- oh sorry. Don't, don't start me on this because that'll be another pile of stuff I end up buying. Um, and, why, um, you know, another rabbit we're, hole. We're, we're nine minutes into the show today and we have yet <laughs> to talk about anything that you've told me we're talking about on this week's show. You're I'm looking at, the, show, I'm looking at this, the, the, the document here that you have in front of me. Um, in case you guys are wondering, Stephen puts together this wonderful document that talks all about what we're going to be talking about. Um, and, and, and Sean and I do our, our best to spend a lot of time with this yep. we both looked at it about six minutes ago yep. and um and <laughs> we've long? not spoken wow. about anything on this document no no and you know that's that's my right this is my hour of therapy every single week 
This is my place where I can sit here and be uninterrupted except by you two on a fairly regular basis. And, and it's great. I love it. So, yeah, you get what you get here. Look, the, the best laugh of all is when uh, Sean or I go on to Dave Brown's show in the morning to promote the show. And I know when Sean does it, He's always a bit worried as to what he's actually promoting because whatever he's promoting usually isn't discussed. Um, exactly. So <laughs> we may or may not talk about such and such. Yeah, depends what's going um, on in Stephen's day. Yeah, exactly. What's in Stephen's mind? There's actually a lot to talk about. There are a lot of stories to get through this week. I will get to those plus your emails as well. Um, I just want to give out an honourable mention to CNIB who are starting. Uh, a Friday Tech Talk every uh, week. It's going to be happening between 11am and 12.30. Uh, you can join uh, CNIB to discuss the wonderful world of apps and computers mm-hmm. and share your tips with other people as well. This is a great idea. People just getting together on Zoom every Friday from 11am till 12.30pm Eastern. Uh, call information can be given when you register, so you have to go to the CNIB website to do that. Uh, you've got to register. That's the important thing, but more details available. Just search for Friday Tech Talk on the cnib.ca site and, uh, you know, sign up for that because I think that's a great thing to do. And, you know, I've got something for you, Mark. You're going to love this. Uh, You know how you've got like 8,000 mobile phones sitting there that you're not using? I call it a museum. Yes. Um, Well, maybe you could, um, you know, pass them along to someone who could benefit from them. you know, you're in Canada, so you can do this. I'm giving away nothing because I'm here. Who wants a Scottish phone, right? No one, no one <laughs> understand anything it's saying. Um, but yes, it, it, the CNIB, they're asking people uh, to donate phones. So if you have a phone that you're not using anymore, whatever kind of phone it is, you can actually send it into the CNIB and that phone will be reset and then it will be given to uh, blind or partially sighted people who you know can't afford to buy a, a smartphone. And not only that, they'll get some training as well on how to use it. I think this is a great idea. It is. I've actually donated about uh, seven phones. Well, uh, well, well right. done you. Oh, nice bad. one, well Mark. Done. Well done. Yeah, that's nice. And I was that's under nice. the impression, Stephen, that um, in Scotland you use the same language and alphabet as us. So maybe those phones could make their way over to Canada and Oof. we can get them donated as well. trouble now. Uh, you th- you, you've never seen me write anything down, have you? Uh, no, it's quite <laughs> different. Quite different. Uh, look, stick around. We're going to talk more. Uh, we're going to get into Google Stadia? Stadia? Stadia. 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 Okay, well let's go with that. Um, apparently, it's uh, not good news for them. And iOS 14.5 is going to be uh, a great excuse to buy an Apple Watch if you haven't got one. Stick around. We'll get into all that. Plus your feedback coming up. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Yeah, do get in touch. Love to hear from you. I'm going to be talking about uh, whether or not uh, touchscreen laptops are uh, supported by uh, JAWS, the screen reader. We'll talk about that uh, question in this week. And also there's an app that uh, has been popular for a while, on Apple phones. Uh, well, you can now get it on your Mac if you've got an M1 Mac. I'll talk about that as well, uh, courtesy of your feedback. Keep it coming in to Double Tap Canada. So, Google Stadia? Stadia? Stadia. Who cares? Stadia. Who cares because it's finished? Well, okay, it's not, it's not finished. True. It's still no, operational. They're just shutting down their studios or certain studios. Uh, some studios in Montreal and some other locations are going to be yeah. shut down. Um, writing is on the wall, though, uh, as a lot of people are saying in the industry, that the service is likely to uh, follow uh, quite quickly thereafter. So is this, did this not come around like last week or something? I mean, this was fairly new. Wasn't it? I mean, I remember hearing about this. Stadia's been around um, probably just over a year. Um, just over a year. I remember that there was this Founders Edition where you got this controller, and it mm. connects via Chromecast, and you can play online streaming games, very similar to, uh, you know, Steam or NVIDIA, NVIDIA and, uh, what is it called, GeForce Now. Um, it, honestly, it was a great service. It was very, very, very little limited lag, um, very, very cool experience, but I think that... A couple other people that are coming to market have a little bit more experience, you know, in the Xbox world of things and the the Sony world of things. So I don't know. I think Google likes putting up these these tests of theories and then 
then kind of saying, okay, does it make sense for our business? And and then they realize, wait a second, it doesn't. They're terrible. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they are. I mean, how much they never give a project enough time. It, the, the streaming gaming service is something. I mean, it has been going for a couple of years, but it, it it's needs... still not. It's still not commercially. Like, I mean, people are still not gravitating towards it, right? So, yeah, I no, that's you, right. Not... Yeah, but I mean, they they put in the um, the work for getting that latency as low as they got it. It's still not perfect, but they got it pretty pretty reasonable for playing games and and yet they're pulling the plug at least yeah this is the first step of pulling the plug so they're saying they're not going to make any games themselves for it they're going to leave it open to third-party game makers to uh produce for the platform and that just isn't happening so um yeah it's a real shame but it's, it's google that we we see them do this all the time and it's a shame is this the the console or well it's not a console is it it's, it's, it's essentially everything's inside the controller is that the one i'm thinking of yeah well i mean not that everything's inside the controller it's that the controller connects via wi-fi to um uh to the internet and therefore connects to the stadia servers and then your chromecast will then be the visual component of that and uh everything talks directly to the servers but comes back to your screen and your controller so uh, yes, it's, it's, cl- right, it's true yeah. cloud gaming you know in, in the sense of it so you want a new game you go hit buy and it's immediately available to you you don't even have to worry about downloading or anything it's just suddenly available and the speculation at the beginning was oh this is going to be it's going to be hard the latency is going to be bad the graphics aren't going to be good um but no it actually out of the gate it was it was quite impressive i played some pretty complicated games and the Amazing. graphics were great and the responsiveness was really good so it had some you know it proved some good points you know and it, and it really in terms of proof of concept, it definitely delivered. But the, I'm guessing the issue here is there's just too much in the marketplace. It's just too much going on. Uh, who knows what reasons, you know, they come up with in terms of uh, justifying why they, you know, continue with something or don't. But mm-hmm. um, I think it was, as, no as Sean said, I think it was a bit too early. I was I was actually going through an article that uh, last week or so, and it was all the, all the projects and products that uh, Google had killed off over time. And there was quite a list. And the one I remember most, one that, that actually excited me and I really did want to get into was Google Wave, if you remember that far back. And, uh, you know, that was because it was kind of bringing all your messaging or your email and everything into one place. And it was really quite cool. I mean, it was kind of bringing it all together. And then, you know, they get killed off. And that there was that and a few other products that came along projects, I'd say actually more so. And it just made me think, I, I don't really... This is why I can't get into this ecosystem. Too much changes to... And I'm not saying other companies don't. I mean, you know, we all remember Ping on iTunes, <laughs> that huge success <laughs> yes. of the social network. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it just it, it seems that they just... Like, you're right, Sean. They just they don't give it enough time, and it's it's a shame. You know, the potential is clearly is. there. Unless they plan They're- to hive it off and sell it to someone. I, I don't know. Well, maybe that's how they work. I don't know. But, I mean, the, the research that they do and the technology they bring out is great. It's just... Give us some time. Let it bed in. Let people get used to it. And I think it would take off. But hey-ho, it's up to them, I guess. iOS 14.5 is uh, in beta Woo! at the moment. It's not out yet. Yeah. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> coming soon. Uh, well, it's... <laughs> yes. It's going to make... Um, yeah, thank goodness for that. Uh, let's talk about a company that, you know, don't just give up on things. Um, so... Yeah, uh, they're bringing out 14.5, which apparently will give us the feature to do something that really we should be able to do already. Uh, But they've figured it out, and that is uh, wear a face mask and unlock your phone at the same time. Look, let's be honest about this. This is just this is Apple crying out and and users of Apple crying out for Touch ID to make a return. I mean, it's about time, isn't it? Well, yes, I would agree. And I think it is going to it's going to come back. I, I don't know if they're waiting for that under the screen fingerprint sensor or I don't think so. I think they'll just stick one in the power button and have done with it. But uh, I think we will see the Touch ID return maybe next year. Well, that's a good show. I'm surely looking forward to it. The, the interesting thing is that uh, we've seen how I don't know if you've seen the demonstrations of how using your watch now, you can actually unlock your phone with that mask on. And uh, it's quite impressive how it actually works. It's, it's, it, I don't know if you guys use the feature on the Mac, but uh, I love yes. the fact that you don't need a password. You just, just show up next to your Mac as long as Wi-Fi is on and Bluetooth, you're on the same account, and you enable it, then suddenly you can unlock your, your Mac. So, so coming to the iPhone just makes total sense. Oh, that's the way to do it, though, isn't it? I mean, this, this is the right way to get it done. So what so I'm guessing that what the phone does is it scans half your face and then the watch takes your pulse and kind of just puts two and two together and hopes for four. 
Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it works. You know, when I read the document, it said it scans half your face. It stops in the middle because of the mask. And if you're not wearing a mask, it actually stops at your nose. And then if your pulse matches the exact beat that you registered it, then it'll actually detect it. Stephen, you're you're dead on. Fake news. I'm, I know. I'm on the money here. I'm on the money on this one. I can tell. Um, so yes, this is this is good. Uh, the other thing I've seen uh, that's coming out. I know there's a beta for macOS that's due to drop at some point, although nobody knows when. And it's it's another feature that seems really obvious that should have been in this uh, operating system since day one, and that is the ability to uh, choose a stereo-paired set of HomePods and use them as your speakers on a Mac. You can't do that at the minute because it doesn't, for whatever reason, the audio protocol doesn't allow you to... You can send to one HomePod or the other HomePod, but not both at the same time. They, it's The Mac sees the two HomePods as two separate devices, not a stereo pair. That is changing. That's craziness. I know, but it's, it's taken them, what, a year and a half to get around to that? Uh, you know, it's funny, Google just bin things after a year, and Apple take a year to get there. That's the difference between the two companies. Um, but it, it just it, it's just bizarre that it's taken this long. But, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. I mean, I'm guessing markets get something to do with the technology and lag and maybe some issues. I've had a few issues with my HomePods being stereo-paired. They're not always perfect uh, on on that. I mean, I think the Amazon Echoes actually do a better job of stereo-pairing. <gasps> Oof, blasphemy. <laughs> you know what? When I got, I never got the, I never got the, uh, I only got one um, HomePod Mini, so I couldn't uh, oh. even try the stereo oh. pairing. It's just, they're not just, it's just not a device that I would, you know, even think in my mind. Let me stereo pair this for any reason, you know. I'm going to shock you, right? As much as I love Apple, and I do, you know, I'm a huge fan. Um, as much as I love it, and I love you know the whole ecosystem and everything else, the one product I have and I don't use. A very much at all is the HomePod. Um, I always what I do is I've stereo paired, not stereo paired. Well, I have stereo paired some Echoes, but I've also connected uh, some Sonos units into the Amazon ecosystem, so that I can say, you know, hey, play my music on the Sonos in the living room or whatever, and it'll do that. And and I find that works better. It's more inclusive because I can play Apple Music on that on the Sonos. It's easy enough to do, and I can do it all with voice, whereas I can't do that with HomePod because it's all closed in. So it's it's really just that, and that's it. And I just, I, I'm not a huge fan, if I'm honest. As much as I, I think they're good, and the sound quality is amazing, um, and the whole kind of, you know, the way you can just take your phone and hold it over the HomePod mini, it transfers a call over. It's beautiful, great. But <sighs> everyday use, playing music on it, I'm not loving it. No, you know, I'm so ingrained in the, in the Amazon ecosystem that it's just... Um... It just comes naturally to say, you know, a lady and just play stuff. It's the default. And yeah. All the skills are enabled there, and it's all there. But I do like, I do have, so my HomePod Mini is right on my desk, right in front of me. It works wonderfully as a speakerphone. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that the closer I get to it, I don't know if you've experienced this, but the closer you get to it, your phone starts to, to, to kind of vibrate a bit. And it's it actually says on the screen, HomePod Mini, tap for controls or move closer. And the closer you get, the more it vibrates. Until you get right to it, and you can transfer stuff to it, is very neat. That's the new very update that's provided. That hasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen point five or four. Um, Fourteen point four. Yeah, it's four, the release. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 honestly you don't. I wondered why my phone was vibrating, and then I realized, oh, as I get closer to the HomePod, it's actually doing something, which was kind of neat. That's why you're always stood by a HomePod. That explains a lot. <laughs> Here's another thing that kind of got me this week, I which quit. I find really interesting here. Um, if you've got an iPhone and you've got a Windows PC, as I do, um, the challenges of getting the two to play nicely, uh, or at least work seamlessly, is, is difficult, isn't it? You know, for example, iMessage. That's the one thing. If they could roll out iMessage to other devices, I, you know, I would just love using my Windows PC more. But I guess that's probably why they don't do that, because why would you want to, uh, you know, encourage people to do that? But, you know... Yeah. There are things you can, uh, you know, obviously things you want to do. And one thing that actually irritates me a lot of the time, and it hasn't really come up in my mind until this article that I saw, which is that Apple are now allowing your iCloud keychain, uh, so your passwords, to be available on Windows via Chrome. They will. <laughs> yeah. They, they, the other thing they did is they um, they released for a very short period of time 
um, iCloud for Windows in the Microsoft Store version 12, which included iCloud passwords um, and the extension to work. Um, but they pulled it shortly thereafter. No reason why. Um, they think it's a Chrome extension bug. So we're expecting that to come back sometime soon. But um, yes. So hang on. Uh, so they've, they've actually scrapped this idea. They've scrapped it. Yeah, they have scrapped it for now. Uh, wow. Apple pulls iCloud 12 update for Windows over Chrome extension bug. Um, this was 20, 23 hours ago from recording this. <gasps> uh, they released the update originally on Monday, bringing it to version 12, an update which introduced support for iCloud passwords on Windows. And then Tuesday, the update was no longer available from the Microsoft Store. The installer offered in the Windows storefront is back to 11.6.32. And the reason was because there was something wrong with the Chrome extension. Well, who'd have thought? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this this Breaking is news. not surprising me. Yeah, but this that actually isn't surprising me. I was actually in my head, in my head, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to go on here and probably say something like, I wonder how long that'll last on Google Chrome. Well, there you go. It didn't even make hours. it to my comment about it. There you go. That's um, that's bizarre. Uh, okay, that's a so good idea, though, me. isn't it? I think uh, you know, if yeah. they do f- fix the bug, I think it's a great idea I'd, because they'll fix the bug, guys. Come on, of course they're going to fix the bug. It's going to be out in no time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, what? How's this? I'm trying to think about this. I've never been on a website with this option, but Apple Pay. If that's available on a website, is that available through a Windows PC, or does that only show up on a on a Mac? I'm pretty sure that's that's Mac specific. Because you wouldn't be able to, to do because that. Because you have you to authenticate to. it somehow. Yeah. So I think you have to do it on a Mac or, yeah. Oh, they've got to get Touch ID on a watch, haven't they? I mean, that's surely that's the next step. If they get the Ooh, You want Touch, uh, touch ID, ID everywhere. I do, because, you know, if, if you think, if you get it under the screen of a phone, then naturally it's going to go to the watch after that, isn't it? Uh, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> I gotta say, so. it's really annoying when I turn on my Apple Watch and it wants me to put that pin code in. It, it does drive me crazy. But, hey... Uh, Have you not problems. set up the ability to unlock your phone when you it unlock your phone? Work it unlocks your watch. No, oh, it d- does. No, you no, no, it. it didn't work unless it's in the latest update. It's fixed, but no, that wouldn't work. If, if I you, unlock if my phone, t- my watch. actually turned the feature on. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I'll, I'll check that. Give me a second. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh lord! Did you guys hear that uh, Jeff Bezos has a step down? He's I no, know. I know. I mean, a job it, going there, Mark. Oh, listen, I, I I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. Uh, it's not because I didn't put on deodorant or wash my. Uh, yeah, he's stepping down as uh, as a president, and he will become chairman of the board with a new president stepping in. Uh, kind of interesting. I guess you need more time to spend all that money. Well, that, I was thinking this. I thought this guy's so rich now. He you know could probably buy his own company five times over and still have some money left. Uh, you know, he clearly doesn't need the cash. Um, yeah, I mean, it's maybe time to move on. Quite right, quite right. I mean, actually, speaking of Amazon, I did see a new uh, security service that's launched, which is quite a big deal, actually, powered by the lady called Guard Plus. Um, this is uh, a service which was launched a while ago, but it's now available. Uh, I think it's four ninety nine a month or $49 per year if you want it. Uh, that's um, that Guard Plus that you, you get Guard the upgrades Plus. to. Because yeah. there's, there's a free service that basically enables you to, you know, use your device to hear things like, for example, if something happens in the house, it will send you a note. If you hear smashing glass or something, uh, it will send you that uh, warning sound um, or warning uh, notification. But you also get warning sounds to deter potential intruders, like, you know, get out of my house or I'll swing for you or whatever it says. Um, (laughs) That was very British of you. (laughs) You're very Get off my land. Get out, will you? Get out. So, yes, there's that. And then, of course, there's also on Guard Plus, you can get um, Lady A to call emergency services on your behalf, uh, which they say is, is staffed 24-7. This is not available in the UK where we are, but uh, is available in, with, in uh, Canada. Yeah, recently States. recently available in Canada. Um, listens for sounds of alarms, whether that be fire alarms, burglar alarms, carbon, carbon dioxide detection, um, as you said, glass breaking. It'll even turn lights on and off at night in a in a pattern if you set it to a way mode, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. The only thing I, I find annoying is it doesn't work in conjunction with existing alarm systems. So it's not like you arm your home alarm and then this arms. You have to manually turn it on and manually turn it off, which is uh, kind okay. of annoying. You can set a timer on it, but it's still not you know 100% because if you turn it on too early or you don't go to bed that night, I know at a certain point and suddenly make a noise that it's going to it's going to interrupt everybody in the house so 
But what I read of it, Mark, it did say that it mentioned third-party monitoring organisations like Ring and a few others. So it would actually call them or they would call you if they got alert from Guard No, if you have third-party monitoring, for example, with your alarm system that you already pay for, it can alert those services via phone call. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's mm. cool. Have, have you tried it out? There's just the, the basic guard? I haven't. I, I mean, I, I, I turned it on the first time it was there and it just didn't do anything. So I'm like, okay, what am I? Did you break the window and test it out? Um, well, no, I on. didn't. I tried really hard, but the baseball bat was just not doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I've been watching this uh, series on, um, I think it's on HBO in the States or Showtime, one of these channels. Uh, and it was a, it's, you can watch it here. And um, it's it shows you that in this particular scene where someone goes to a room and you can smash the entire room to bits if you feel like it. Um, it's a rage room or something they call yep. it. I don't know if it's yeah. a real thing. Is no, that it a real is, thing? It is. It is a real thing. It's kind of like, wow. you know, they have escape rooms. They now have axe throwing places that you can go throw axes. And, oh, uh, and now the rage is... room is all the rage. <laughs> oh, I've just good. thought. I've just thought of the uh, Double Tap Canada uh, holiday party uh, or, or team building exercise where we go and smash something to pieces. That sounds amazing. That Each sounds other. awesome. We'll just bring FaceTime. You'll be in Scotland. <laughs> Sean will be in. You know Smashing what? Smashing up something. We could just do this. We could just pick a room in our own homes and just do this at home. This is probably. <laughs> that's how lazy I am. I, that's exactly what I would do. So look, we'll just smash this room up here and I'll, uh, I mean, it'll to go out, which just is. Order perfect. like a bunch of plates from Amazon and just. Yeah. Uh, everybody could smash the same plates. It'll be fun. <laughs> create my own rage room. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I saw an article this week around, and a lot of people don't think about this, but of course, working from home, uh, Lady A can be helpful at home, and there's a few tips and tricks and things you can do. I mean, we all know there's lots of skills you can do with your Amazon Echo. These ones that it mentions on this article, um, let Lady A remind you to drink water. Um, oh, it reminds us, actually... I know it sounds a bit ridiculous, but actually things like the, the reminders, I mean, it's not perfect over here because we don't have notifications. I've got the calendar, but not the notifications from the calendar, which means I always miss meetings. At least that's the excuse I use. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it just it, it's really good for that. But you can set the reminders for it. Um, you can uh, take a lap around the house. I'm not quite sure what that's all about. Maybe that's just a reminder. Um, using Lady A as an intercom. Now, a lot of people don't realize you can do this and actually I use the, it all the time yeah i know but Amazing. a lot of people don't know this this feature and and even the drop is was because we're talking about drop in here or you can even do announcements to every device um but the drop-in feature is great and, and i was talking to somebody the other week who's using it he's got someone who's in the office so someone goes into the office each day and they've taken in their amazon echo and he's got his and if he needs to just ask a question or just check in with something, he'll just drop in on them and they'll just have a conversation back and forward. Um, some offices are using them to just stay in touch with other people. So just have it on in the background, have, almost like you're in the office. I have my mother-in-law's house. Yeah. So my mother-in-law has, a, you know, I, I, when I upgraded my, my full-size Echo in my, in my kitchen, I gave her, brought it Echo to her big. house. It's Yeah, Echo Big. I brought it to her house. It's set up on her Wi-Fi network, but it's on my account. So if I make an announcement then it's going to make an announcement in her home too. The real fun of this is sporadically doing things like playing really inappropriate music at volume 10. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, that's not and, nice. And in my in my mother-in-law's case, what happens is instead of her saying, you know, a lady, stop, or a lady, turn the music down, she calls my wife. So the game in my house, the game in my house is, you know, play Backstreet Boys on, on Marion's Echo, at volume 10, and how long will it take before she calls my wife? Oh, that's brilliant. And, of course, my kids now know that they can do this, too, so it becomes a good <laughs> oh, game. And dear. and she does live in, in, in not an old-age home, but a, a, a residence for elderly people that is not very well insulated. So when there's the sound of, like, good hip-hop or rap or R&B blaring from her apartment... Bit of m and from Marion there? Yes, exactly. Her. It does tend to bring... The attention of neighbors and things like security guards and stuff like that. So it becomes oh, way bigger oh, well, that's than good. just yeah. good to wife. test yes. that yes. system working. Yeah, that's You're good. a terrible, so, terrible just, person, Mark. I'm just putting my echo on mute here. Hang on a second, <laughs> there we go. Um, just in case you decide to have a carry it's on. It's cool, though. Isn't um, it dropping? It's amazing. It is. It is. So, right. and a lot of people don't know that you can do it outside the house. I think a lot of people think it's only for in the house, but you, you can do it. You know, you can have drop-in. Yeah. And it works uh, It, it works visually, too, on the ones with the screen. Like you can That's right, yeah. Immediately see the other side. Like, it fade, Oof, kind of fades in. Uh, 
which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Don't put one in the bedroom. That's all we say. Um, so uh, you can also occupy your pets with Lady A. This one I didn't know about. Um, you know, obviously, we're all spending time at home. The animals don't know what to do because my dog thinks, why are you here? Can you not go yeah, somewhere else? Out. Go away. Um, well, apparently there are skills like meow and woof, for instance, uh, which are designed to interact, yeah, apparently, with uh, helping interact with cats and dogs. If you can't be bothered playing with your dog, then, um, you know, let the echo do it. That's a great idea. Um, there's a comfort my dog skill, which plays music to help your pet sleep more Aww. soundly. And there are other skills as well. It's amazing. That's <laughs> just ridiculous. I'm just, I'm, just, um, I'm just getting over wolf and meow. Sorry, that that is ridiculous. What? Yeah, the, enable the dogs, that. The dogs talking to your smart speaker. I think that it just plays barking dogs at the dog, and I assume my dog, dog would go crazy for that. Yeah, that's torture. Just make my dog go I know. nuts. I know. <laughs> like I thought. I don't know. Have you, have you heard of? I think it's what they call Furbo or Fur. Uh, it's it's a little device that lives just sits on the floor, oh, yes. and you can on yeah. on command uh, flip a flip a like a snack out at them. And and I never got that, but I know people who have it. And there's a camera on it, so you can check in and see your pet, and you could talk to it. And then when you press a button, it actually you know drops out a little snack for them. You know, I thought that oh. would drive my dog crazy. Um, then my kids started just playing music for my dog when we're, when we're out of the house, thinking that she wants to hear music. But I, my dog would go absolutely nuts hearing other dogs <laughs> in the house or cats. Or... I know exactly. It's just not. And the cat, but well, of course, a cat going to do. It's going to do nothing. You know, all a cat does Cats all this sit on top of a shed Oof. or under a car. Um, yeah, we got to got to try. Does it, it. work I mean, for like if you have, some people have like exotic pets? Like, can I play monkey sounds? Yeah, people with snakes. Uh, you could have snake Alexa, sounds. Play jungle sounds. <laughs> See what we get. No, I don't want to try sleep sounds. But thank you for the offer. <laughs> That's a start. Well, uh, clearly we haven't. Uh, yeah, we haven't made it to the jungle sounds yet. Alexa, yeah. Off. <laughs> you know, you're going to get a, a, a ton of music, of course, through these devices as well. A lot of people like to do that. Even sounds as well. There's another one that some people do. You can even get Lady A to play office sounds. So I don't know. I don't quite know what the office is like. Is it like something from the 1980s typewriters? Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all that nonsense going on. Or you know, do you get like a, a Bentley printer? Because a lot of people don't like sitting at home alone with no sound at all. That's one thing that, that puts you know puts a lot of people uh, you know at risk of mental health and all the rest. So you know to have some noise, to have something going on. Maybe music's not your thing. Maybe talk radio is not your thing. Um, then you know maybe you want some kind of soundscape, and you can use it for that as well. What would you? So what would you choose, cool. Stephen? Um, your perfect soundscape for your working environment. Apple Store. Apple Store. Uh, inside <laughs> the Apple Store. Can we get that? And Sean, what about you? Mine would be uh, inside the shed noises, you know. Inside the shed noises. Low mo. You should record that. (laughs) You should sell that. You should sell that as a kit, as a as a as a skill. Why not? We got woof and meow. Hey, lady, play Sean's shed. (laughs) I'm working on it. Millions of children fall asleep to the sound of Sean Priest's shed. (laughs) When they get up in the morning, they dream of the Apple Store with the sounds of iconic (laughs) Apple. Iconic Apple, yeah. Well, can you go back to my game we played a few weeks ago? Um, remember our, our uh, Mac OS game oh, where we yeah. played the, oh, the yes, intros? Yes. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, there's a game as well. Oh, there's oh. opportunities. Uh, listen, uh, just one more to mention, and this, of course, is using Lady A to keep yourself healthy. Probably one of the things that people most hear about but maybe don't realise how. Uh, you know, obviously sitting around all day eating chips uh, is not the best way to spend your life. So Lies. getting up and moving around is, um, you know, uh, an option, and Lady A can help. <laughs> it is an option. Um, it is. It's, nobody's forcing you to do it, but, you know, it'd be kind of helpful. Uh, so there's a seven-minute workout skill, which is quite good. Um, so, you know, and what's great, again, about this device is because it's audio-led, you know, for blind people, it doesn't matter what skill you're talking about because they apply. They, they, you know, it's it's going to explain everything you need to do. A lot of people... Of course it is, but it's it's unintentionally accessible, which is the best kind of accessibility. Why we love it, yeah. And it does, exactly. as you said, it explains each exercise in detail, so you know exactly what to do and ignore. Yeah. Look, stick around. I'm going to talk about uh, my smart home experience this week. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, what's good and what's not so good in the smart home world, and we'll get your feedback as well. I've also got some great uh, training, uh, a new training series to tell you about from uh, ACB, uh, community, we'll talk about that. Uh, if you are trying to get into the world of Jaws, the screen reader, I've got a great resource to tell you about coming up on Double Tap Canada.
This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. Oh, I love the jaunty music. Uh, okay, let's uh, get into my smart home experience this week, guys, because uh, I decided I needed to get some new lights for the house. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not for me. It's for you. It's oh. for you. So unselfish all the time. You're always a giving man. Yes. It's like my gaming PC. It's not for me. It's <laughs> for you because I can then talk about this wonderful technology. I'm not, I'm not doing this for me. Uh, so anyway, yes, it actually is for you because uh, if you watch uh, Double Tap TV, uh, which is, of course, a fantastic TV show, one of the best, I think, I think so. uh, on TV, then uh, you'll uh, notice these lights because they're going to be in the background uh, if Mark says it's okay. Um, so <laughs> he has to approve them. Uh, but I decided I would get some smart lights to go into the background because, um, and also just, I wasn't even intending to be fair to use them as lights that I would have on each day. I thought that would be just for the background for the TV show, but actually, now I've got them in place, I'm thinking, I quite like these. I like these soft lights. So I've gone for two, well, actually three different lights. I'll talk through the the three different options. Um, One is an LED strip light, which goes in the back of the monitor, and it comes in four parts. You just have a kind of double-sided tape on the back of this little strip. You just peel that off and then stick one at the top and then two at the side and one at the bottom. You get the idea. You link them all together. Don't ask how I managed that, but I managed it. It took me about 18 goes, but we got there in the end uh, to get all the things plugged in the right way around. But you just have to essentially connect these bits together. It connects up via USB, and that's where it gets its power from. And then you uh, download the relevant app, and you set it up, and then you can connect it via Lady A, and you can and I've called it Monitor Light because that's what it is. And I can just turn it on and off with my voice, which is which is brilliant. Now that one I didn't have much expectation of. Uh, in terms of challenge or difficulty or ease of use or anything, I just I, I kind of knew what I was doing because I've had one of these before. But the one I did buy that I was really intrigued about was a Philips Hue light. Now, the one thing I know about Philips Hue is that you can, so it says anyway, connect directly to Lady A. You don't have to have one of these bridge devices, a little hub. No, they have that skills has to plug directly, into direct skills. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really believe that that was going to work. <laughs> I thought this isn't going to happen. This is because I've had this problem before. And interestingly, another thing I bought, which I've used on another lamp in the room, is from a TP Link. Now, again, pronunciations I'm useless at. Tapo, Tapo, I've no idea. T A P. Probably Tapo. Tapo, okay. Um, and I got a couple of those smart bulbs. And again, the same idea. You know, you can connect directly. No hub required, it says. Um, well, not quite true. Not quite true, and uh, this was this was my chance. So I had really sort of put the Philips Hue and the Tapo side by side for this particular topic because the the Philips Hue and the Tapo both say they can connect without a hub. So how did that work in reality? Well, connecting the Philips Hue, um, I plugged it in. It gave a little flash, uh, I guess, telling me it was on, and the light came on, and I said to Lady A, "Discover devices." And she said, discovering devices. And then she, her next words were, um, I've discovered a device and I've called it first device. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So just to test it, I said, turn off first device. And the light went off. And I thought, wow, is that it? Really? That's it's amazing. working as quick as that? Yeah. Um, and that was it. It was on. And I then thought, I'll try something. Just try for a laugh. If I say rename first device. And she said, what do you want to call it? And I said, call it desk lamp. And she changed it to desk lamp. And that was it. It was done. I could change the colour. I could change the brightness. I could turn it on and off. All with my voice. And all I did was plug the light in. So 10 out of 10 for Philips Hue on that. So I then plug in the Tapo bulb. Or screw it in because it was a screw in bulb. And same thing. It flashes. It comes on. So I just do the same thing. Discover device. Nothing. Mm. So, of course, I go straight to Google. And the answer is, ah, well, have you downloaded the app yet? And have you signed in with your TP-Link account? And then have you linked this to this, <laughs> linked this through to your Amazon Echo device? Like, oh, okay. So I did all that, and it wasn't the most accessible, I'm going to be honest. Difficulties with um, voiceover on that one. The, the TP-Link app was not particularly great, but I got it going eventually and got it connected. So I had to connect the bulb to Wi-Fi, which means connecting 
to the bulb's Wi-Fi connection, then going back into the app, connecting it to my Wi-Fi, then giving it a name, and then assigning it to a group. And at that point, then it's available. And then you've got to link through Enable the Skill, the TAPO skill on your Amazon Echo. So sign in again with your TP-Link account to link the two together. And then you have to discover it, and it's there. In fact, I don't think I had to discover it. I think it just showed up. But um, definitely, definitely more challenging, I would say. And I I just, I wanted to mention it because a lot of people are probably looking at buying these. And Philips Hue, they're not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. But I've got to say, compared to the Tapo, compared to the cheaper brands, definitely worth the money. Yeah, you get get what you pay for sometimes. You know, they've been doing it the longest in terms of, you know, smart controlled lights. So uh, definitely Philips Hue across the board is great. Now then, now, I don't want to... Oh, here we go. Here comes Mr. Doubtful. (laughs) I don't want to spoil the party here. But (laughs) Philips Hue run off the Zigbee uh, protocol, right? So they they always need a hub. So, uh, But they have their own hub. Wait, wait, no. Yes, they do. But did you get a hub? Because... Listen, if you got one of your lights there, Stephen, one of the um, the Hue lights, and you had an Echo Dot, for example, just those two things, I'm saying that wouldn't connect. Now, there are some Echoes... No, you're right. No, such, you are right. ...such as the Echo Bigs that have a Zigbee hub built in. So that's why you don't need a hub, because you've already got one built into the new Echo 4th Gen, I think the Echo Plus 3rd Gen. Yeah, you, you know what? Hub. You're absolutely right. You, you have to have... No, you're absolutely bang on. You do need a hub. You're right. Thank you. But it has, in my case, it's the Echo. And you know, it's funny, right? Because I have so many Echo devices and because you I've forget. got the one with a hub in it, I, I kind of forget that it's got the hub. And I also just love the fact that it does have the hub built in because I don't have to then go and plug in something else. I have all these IKEA bulbs in my home. And, you know, I'd switch them all out tomorrow for Philips, but I'd have to take out a mortgage to to do that. Yes. Because they cost so much money and there's too many bulbs. But at the same token, I know how great it would be. And I also know how long Philips bulbs last. We've got Philips bulbs, not smart ones, but in our kitchen. And they have lasted nearly 10 years. Uh, not a single bulb has failed. And I'm blown away by that. Um, so, and, and they weren't cheap bulbs, but they're clearly worth the money. So, you know, I am really thinking I may go down the route of just maybe every so often get a room done with the Philips Hue and just go down that route because I love the connection. I mean, the problem I've had recently is my IKEA hub has either failed or my connection on the internet's failed and all the lights just keep dropping off. And what happens is they, they are renamed. They rename themselves <laughs> in the app. So suddenly it's, you know, I've got four uh, lamps in the living room and it's I've named them like you know living room uh, living room light left of couch, living room light right of couch you know so I know where everything is and then I group them all as one just under living room, and um, it lost two of the bulbs so my wife turns off the lights only two of them go off and it's like you know come on you know so you've got to go through it all and then just, and then I go back in and it's like oh it's trad free bulb nine oh well yes. of course it you is. should have known that, that. Makes sense. Yeah, why didn't I know? So, you know, and and that's it. So if I could just connect, and I'm thinking, because I'm under the impression that the uh, IKEA bulbs also run off the Zigbee protocol. Yes. I think. If that's true, then if I take the IKEA hub out of the way completely and reset the bulbs, shouldn't I be able just to connect them straight into the Echo Plus like I did before? You should be able to because it is a Zigbee hub, but there are manufacturers that purposely don't allow that. You need to use their hub, which totally goes against the whole principle of Zigbee and the whole smart right. thing sort of movement. But um, yes, they should do. And sometimes you can download sort of, I don't want to say this, but you can download hacked firmware for light bulbs that will allow <gasps> them to work legal. on... I know it doesn't. I'm not sure it is, but I'm just saying. It, I'm just it's, checking in with AMI lawyers. <laughs> Hang on, let me just check this. Is that, is that legal? No. Okay, but isn't it ridiculous though that we're in that state that you know, certain light bulbs will only work with certain hubs when it should be it should be an open nah, program? That, that's nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you run into these problems. But that is the difference between the two, though. You have got the Zigbee ones, and then you have got the Wi-Fi ones. The Wi-Fi ones you need to set up, connect to your home Wi-Fi network, download an app, set a, an account, and things like that. It's it's not a huge deal but there is a difference there's nothing quite like just turning something on and saying hey i've got something new you know discover it 
Well, I do love the Philips Hue. So I think, you know, if you want something that, and I'm thinking again, you know, I, I don't know if they do smart plugs. I, maybe they do, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I just think anything like that that you can just plug in and you can just say discover device and it's on. Brilliant. Love yeah. it. Uh, look, let's get into some of the emails. We get lots of feedback in. One from Bilal come in this week, Mark. Uh, Bilal writes, can I ask, are touchscreen laptops fully supported with JAWS? I emailed Freedom Scientific, and they said the support isn't that great. So I went ahead and got myself the Asus ZenBook UX393 with 16 gigs of RAM and Intel i7 10th generation. What are your views? Uh, don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, the laptop, fine. You've got a good laptop there, but I think that's got a touchscreen on it. Uh, so you've you've clearly ignored the advice from uh, Vespero on that one, Bilal. But um, I think I would suggest it's not something you would want to do. I, I, we were talking about this actually a couple of days ago, weren't we, Sean? About yeah. touch screens and Jaws. I mean, I could I could understand maybe something like YouTube, play, pause, that kind of thing. But I, I can't imagine you wanted to navigate a computer with with gestures and Jaws. That would be well. It's hmm. difficult, isn't it? Because there was a time when everything was uh, the. the the two-in-one sort of laptop where you could fold the screen back, use it as a tablet. I mean, I understand it for browsing and things like that, but it's not always a, a great experience because of the, the form factor of a laptop's the the, the weight behind it. And when it it's interesting that that Jules said, yeah, it's not that great. The t- <laughs> the touchscreen support in Jules, which is a strange thing to say, but there because is they do actually support it. They as do. In it's, they it's do. A po- you can do it, but it's just not particularly great, I'm guessing, is the experience. Yes, which is a, just a strange thing to say, but uh, Narrator <laughs> is exactly the same, I think. And Narrator has some, yes, it does. It has some uh, touchscreen support, as does NVDA, but it's not it's not fully implemented. It's not like using you know, an iPhone or, or a voiceover on an iPhone or talkback on an Android phone. So you can do it. It's, it's, it's more that what do you want to use touchscreen for in a Windows mm. desktop? I think that's the struggle that people are having. It's difficult to find an app where you'd want to use touchscreen other than browsing or media playback. I, I don't know. We're almost out of time. Quick email from Ryan. Sounds like the guys over at Envision have an extension for the M1 Mac. I saw this on Apple Viz, and I thought you guys might want to give it a try. Also, Sean was talking about using voice to control YouTube videos, so I thought I'd let you know about an app called Louie that does allow some of that functionality on Android phones. Well, there you go. Well, I downloaded the Envision app, and it crashed right away in the first attempt. So, yeah, that was a good start. Uh, I'll keep trying. I will keep trying, so it's quite interesting. Uh, look, that is it for us this week. Uh, do keep your feedback coming. It's so important we get it. Do tell us what you're thinking. Uh, if you've uh, ever decided to go down the route of gaming, then please, please give me your suggestions, because I'd love to know what you think. Uh, be Desperation. I know. It was a bit, I know. Um but anyway, that's it for us this week. Sean, Mark, Afalalalalo, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Was that my cue? You that missed your it. your cue to say bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week. Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.